Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to uh, Amplifying. To uh, our guest, Susan Tassone, who has written the book, Jesus Speaks to Faustina and You. It's 365 Reflections on the words of Jesus to her. thought it might be uh, something we can draw from. Uh, in this time of uh, crisis in in the world with the uh, corona coronavirus and um uh sorry but november what was november the one you were i went i cut you off well well you know what father i i i love the fact that you you brought up uh you know what's happening today you know what's okay. going on in the world and i i i'd like to just stay on that for sure. a little bit more because our lord has a couple more things to say about uh, about about that to us, um, and you you nailed it. The big, the one of the biggest things he said was, "Don't be afraid." Um, and you know, I think uh, how, what I think what's important is, and, it, and it's stressed, of course, in this book and all the other books, is you know, stay in the stay in the will of God. You know, stay live in the present moment. And, and do his will and and your there won't be a fear because um this was in the diary and it's in the book I'm not going to try to find it but okay. when she did her when she was doing the will of God which is the most important thing in her life and it should be for us um she was at peace and she didn't fear death um so that's really important you know stay you know uh Chicago isn't a great place to stay we're <laughs> The weather's not too great here. The world, where is it in the world? Can you stay nowhere safe except God's will, staying in his will? The the other thing which I, I wanted to bring up um, about about this virus and, it, it, you know, what what's, it, it's, you know, people on pins and needles and um, there's so much anxiety. Um, he said uh, to her specifically, in fact, it's it's in the book. Um, I'm not going to look for it, but I it, it, I've got it in my mind because it's so it, it struck me so powerfully. She was complaining to him, and it's passage 929, um, and she said that she was very concerned for mankind that they don't know they didn't know him that and those that did didn't love him as he deserved to be loved and and how everyone was offending him and, and and those that were faithful were being persecuted and oppressed and she saw souls rushing into the abyss of hell and she said 
it pained her all the way to, to her heart and literally to her bones, she said. And she said, even though you show me special love, I still, I still, it doesn't appease the pain that I feel for mankind. And so she, she was sharing this with him. And so she said he listened uh, to the outpourings of, of her heart and as if he, he never really heard about all this. And he said this to her father. And this was the other thing besides God's love for us. This was the second thing that jumped out. He said to her, my daughter, those words of your heart are pleasing to me. And by saying the chaplet, you are bringing humankind closer to me. Father, I can't tell you how many times over and over, repeatedly, repeatedly, he tells her to pray the chaplet, especially, especially for the dying. What's going around, all around us? What's death? Um, in, in the United States, over, what, 85,000 people have died from the virus worldwide. I believe it's well over 300,000 have died. Father, you know this a lot closer to than I am. You can't get to the hospital. You know, a priest is not there. Family are not there. They're dying alone. Uh, Jacinta from the pandemic of 1918, she died alone um, in the hospital. Uh, and so what can we do? He says over and over again to her, so much so that when she was praying for her uncle that was dying, um, well, she was praying a, a rosary for the dying, and the guardian angel stopped her and said, pray the chaplet. And there's, I can go on, 17, 17 I can go well, there's, I've got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten um, passages that our Lord, Lord tells her specifically. Pray as much as you can for the dying. My daughter, help me save a certain dying soul. Pray the chaplet. She even said, I really now understand how very important that chaplet is for the dying. So uh, even the guardian angel one afternoon, pray for the dying. So I say, Father, as we speak, uh, they're, they're, people are dying, and, and a little boy just died, um, I think, here in, in Chicago from the virus. You know, adopt a hospital, adopt a nursing home, adopt someone, and pray the chaplet. He, he, it, he, he stresses it over and over again, and so much that not only does he say it for the dying, I, I realized in, in this particular time, focusing on the book, he said it to say it for storms, for conversions, for you know, um, uh, to uh, for peace. So I I really wanted to uh, bring that out. That jumped at me um, uh, tremendously, and especially this time. And it's very easy to pray, Father. Very easy to pray. So in fact, right uh, in New York, and you probably heard this, Father. There was a rabbis are dying, doctors are dying, uh, priests. In Italy, I think there was at least 100 priests that have died from the virus. You know, are we prepared? Is everyone prepared to die to see God pray the chaplet for them? That chaplet will give them whatever they need. And you also get the grace of a happy death. And what's the grace of a happy death? Is it to die in, a, in, you know, in Pittsburgh or in the state of Illinois? No, it's to die in the state of grace. Um, so I really wanted to stress what he is stressing to her and to us, what to do now. And um, one of the things that uh, I think is being stressed is uh, 
On March uh, 11th, on uh, page 79, putting others first. Mm. I turn to you, you chosen souls. Those are his words. Then the reflection, talk about unsung heroes. I'm thinking about all the medical folks, the nurses and doctors and others, as you just mentioned. Talk about unsung heroes. The holy men and women hidden in their convents love us so much that they pray for us constantly. Although we will probably never even hear about them, much less ever meet them this side of heaven, they are the unsung heroes of the world. Be grateful for such selfless intercession. Satan attacks them precisely because he knows how effective they are in delivering God's message of mercy, snatching them away from the clutches of the evil one. As the monk historian and theologian Suda Rufinus once said, quote, the human race lives thanks to a few, were it not for them, the world would perish. The human race lives thanks to a few, were it not for them, the world would perish. And so we can we can place this within the context in this case of those who are uh, who are uh, praying for us constantly, and those who are working, uh, giving up the, the, the live dangerous jobs, um, their own possible ill health, uh, to help us to help around us. the clock. So Father, yes, as right. we speak. In fact, um, if you this really broke my heart. There was a. Uh, uh, there is an ER doctor in New York, and I'm, it was in the news. I'm sure you saw it. She committed suicide. Yes. This this, this renowned, you know, young 49 year old uh, doctor Lorna Breen, uh, because she she caught the virus and was recovering and went home. Her father was a doctor, and she was distraught that she couldn't be there um, because all the other doctors were working around the clock. And she took her life, and it just uh, it just breaks your heart. So, pray for her. Uh, you know, she was selfless, but you know, um, we we don't want that to happen. Right. There, there's one more. I want to stay on the virus, Please. if you don't mind, Please. one more time, Father, uh, because um, there was one more uh, the reflection on January 21st, um, which which kind of made me chuckle. Um, and, it, and it's Jesus saying, that evening Jesus said to me, I want you to stay home. <laughs> so right. I think we could all identify with that. Um, and the reflection is family schedules are jam-packed. Oftentimes families don't even find time to have dinner together because of school activities, sports, and other things. Once when St. Faustina was given permission by her superior to take some time out for pleasure, Jesus told her, stay home instead. It's not that we can't enjoy pleasures or be involved in activities, but sometimes it's good to stay home. Uh, the Irish priest, Venerable Patrick Payton, once remarked, the family that prays together stays together. As he encouraged families to pray the daily rosary, we're, we're, we're reminded that prayer binds the family together. Scripture says a threefold cord is not easily broken. It's paramount for spouses to pray together with their children because it creates a spiritual bond in their marriage and family. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI commented, the family is, quote, the little church because it transmits God. It transmits the love of Christ 
by the power of the sacrament of matrimony, make the, quote, little church of your home a place of love and prayer. You know, I I think this pandemic has showed us uh, how to slow down um, and, and to think about, and I've read so many stories and articles about people saying that, you know, that what's important, they're reprioritizing things, God, family, and good health. And so this opportunity for quiet and solitude is a great time to make good use of this time, um, you know. Uh, so we make, I think it's going to make us stronger in faith and hope and in charity. Sure, we've almost come to a stop, and so we are able to reflect and listen better to the voice of God in our own circumstances and uh, develop then a deeper relationship mm-hmm. with God and, and all the saints. Um, October 18th, page 318, is a powerful little word. He who trusts in my mercy will not perish, for all his affairs are mine, and his enemies will be shattered at the base of my footstool. Trust. That one small word is used so consistently throughout St. Faustina's diary. Jesus is letting letting her and us know that the road to eternal life is paved with trust in his unfailing mercy. He promises he will take care of everything else for us so that we can stop living in a state of anxiety. Just trust him. There are many things in this life that will let you down, but God never will. Remember all your affairs are his. And so he's in, he's in this with us. Uh, unfortunately, free will becomes a part of this in some way where we choose to do evil rather than good. And uh, it, it begins to spread. It can spread throughout, throughout the world as it did once before through what we believe about original sin. And uh, trusting then enables us to become one in mind and heart with Jesus so as uh, to understand that he's always speaking to us. He's always showing us his, his love in some new way. Yes, indeed. You know, um, is there, uh, were there, uh, there was one other uh, area that, of course, what's what, and you're the expert, Father, I couldn't speak to anybody better, that he talks about um, is, is um, his, what is his mercy? What, what is his mercy? He, you know, um, he, he calls confession the tribunal of mercy. Yes. That was another big um, uh, theme that he uh, expressed over and over again, to go to confession and, and don't be afraid. And he said it's the miracle of miracles. Uh, um, he, he, you know, he said that it, it, when you go to confession, and this is in, in the book, I'm not sure exactly what passage that, it dilutes, um, you know, the, 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 you know, if you have a, a bad habit or if you gossip, he says by confessing, it dilutes it and takes away um, the strength of it. So, but I, you know what, I'm going to defer to you because you are, you are the confessor. You can say a lot more to about it than I can being on the other side. No, no, no. You said it. You said it very well. Uh, and on November 28th, um, 
page 362, Suffering Rescues Souls. Today, the Lord said to me, I have need of your sufferings to rescue souls. Do we love others enough to be willing to suffer for their redemption as well? How does Jesus make use of our suffering? He uses it, in fact, to help rescue souls. One way is by using suffering to draw us closer to him. We oftentimes only come to the Lord when we are in great need. He humbles us through our suffering so that we learn to understand that we are powerless without him. When we acknowledge that profound truth and join our suffering to his, others take notice, which can lead to their salvation as well. Faustina adds that if we only knew how we are loved by God when we are suffering, we would die of joy an excess of happiness. What a very powerful thought. Very, very powerful, and it and it points and it points, Father. Um, and it's not easy. It, I, you know, this is not easy to do. It 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 you know it points to the power of intercessory suffering. Um, he, he, I, I think you read, I have need of your suffering to rescue souls. And he also said, and I, I'm not sure if you said this. There's but one price at which souls are bought. And he said, that's suffering, united to my suffering on the cross. So he told her and us, join your prayers, your fast, your labors, um, uh, and, and, um, and unite them. Because, Jesus said to her, they will have power before my Father. Um, so, so he said, join your sufferings to my passion and offer yes. them uh, to the Heavenly Father. And, and she talked about how she said that um, she even acknowledged that the effect in, of, effectiveness of her uh, sufferings in, in, to, the, to the, where she, well, she had this image where she said, I saw my suffering and prayers shackled Satan and snatched many souls from his clutches. That our intercessory prayer can shackle Satan and, and, and save and snatch, she said, snatch many souls from from his clutches. So, uh, you know, if if parents are worried about their their children, um, if children are worried about their parents, um, you know, um, offer. In fact, he said it's very difficult. You know, when you're, it's hard. He said, don't. Jesus said, don't grow weary. You know, um, but but to continue to pray and fast and. Um, uh, offer your your you know migraines. Who you know who did these things, Father? You know, Fatima is really connected with with Faustina. Um, these you know the same message is to pray for the conversion of sinners, um, and and that's what the children did. And they were heroic. They had you know they they explain, uh, displayed heroic virtues. But but that word heroic can scare us. You know what's and I did an article about you know what are these heroic virtues? Are we able to do that? Is that you know is that am I is that an ability that I can you know fulfill? I, I and the answer is yes because what the children did was what was in what was their ability. Jacinta, Lucia, Francesco, they offered their grapes, you know, their lunch, 
They offered up on hot summer days when they were tending to the sheep. It was very hot. They they, they didn't drink water, so they got a headache. Um, and they offered the headache. Uh, Jacinta offered being dying alone. Susan, um, Susan, let me break in because we, we need to take this break. So sure. if, you, if you can just hold that sure. thought and continue it after we come back in just a moment. Welcome back to uh, Amplify, where our guest is Susan Tassone, talking about a book, Jesus Speaks to Faustina and uh, You. We have just about 20 minutes uh, remaining in our program. We are attempting now to uh, reflect on Jesus' words to Faustina uh, in in a way that uh, can be adapted to the present crisis that we're experiencing in in the world, and uh, you were talking about the children of Fatima right before yes, uh, we ended. Yes, heroic virtue, please, what that please. looks like, and how we can also, you know, we can also do things that are in the heroic virtue category, just like they did for their age. They offered, uh, you know, their headaches. They gave up their lunch. Uh, uh, Jacinta gave up her favorite fruit, grapes. And these are children that are eight, nine years old. You know, whatever we can do you know, um, that's applicable to us is the same thing. And it's heroic virtue. That's what's considered heroic virtue. You know, heroic virtue is you know, we're all, you know, sometimes we, we're all in this, under the same roof right now with, with family or friends or, you know, I've been reading articles that people got thrown together, you know, by, you know, it wasn't planned and how they had to adjust to each other. Those are her, in fact, that's what uh, Faustina said. She considered heroic virtues because she had, she said, I live with, I love the nuns dearly that she lived with, but they were not angels. Um, so, so, um, and, and not to grow weary, that to, per, you know, intercessory suffering is powerful, our Lord said, and to persevere and persevere in prayer. And, 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 you know, even when you feel you don't see anything happening or you're tempted because Faustina said that oftentimes the realization of God's plans depends on your prayer and your perseverance um, and your intercessory suffering. And she said, if we don't persevere um, in such prayer, we frustrate what the Lord wants to do through us and uh, or within us. So, so be aware, um, you know, uh, that you have to arm yourself with patience. And, and you know, and cope bravely. She said, with 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 these difficulties, whether it be uh, discouragement or um, temptations or uh, 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 torments, to be patient with yourself. In fact, um, Father, well, there's something. Spiritual warfare was another big big uh, topic that he addressed with Faustina that's in the book. Uh, he gave her directives on spiritual warfare, and, and one of them was to be patient with yourself. Um, another was, uh, you know, don't get discouraged. Uh, another was shun murmurs like the plague. All these are, are in the book, and I was uh, had the good fortune of, again, sitting down with scholars and, and with, with good holy priests, well, all priests are good, um, to help make sure that I got solid, you know, uh, direction for you to take this and apply it to you. So that's in the book as well. Um, and, and I just want to swing back. It, it, it was confession. He, he calls it the miracle of miracles, Father. He calls it the tribunal of mercy. And that's 
part of that's his mercy is confession. In fact, there's um, one passage uh, in, in July. Uh, pray for the souls. Jesus said, "Pray for souls that that they be not afraid to approach the tribunal of my mercy." Uh, do not grow weary of praying for sinners. You know what a burden their souls are to my heart. Relieve my de- deathly sorrow. Dispense my mercy. And my reflection is, a man was standing in line waiting his turn to go to confession. He was noticeably nervous about confessing his sins. The fellow standing behind him, who'd already offered a little prayer for him, leaned over and whispered, Satan's the only one who should be anxious about confession. Be at peace. There's nowhere we're, 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 moved, we're more loved than the tribunal of mercy, than in the tribunal of mercy. Um, there we're wrapped in the Father's mercy. Jesus comes knocking, uh, knocking on the door of our hearts with a hand that was pierced for our sins. He'll hear, heal our souls if we come humbly like the publican who fell on his knees and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. No one approaches the confessional, quote, in good shape, because as St. Chrysostom said, even if we reach the summit of virtue, we are saved only by God's mercy. Pray for reluctant souls, because in the tribunal of mercy, God works his greatest miracles. You know, you know the, I, Father, I'm waiting to, for the churches to be open so I could go yes. to confession, go back to confession. Um, you know, that was another thing that jumped out during this time. Are we prepared uh, you know, have you been to confession? Do you go to confession monthly? You know, he calls us constantly. That was another big thing that jumped out at me, um, that he was telling her and us over and over, and, come to me, come to me, don't be afraid. And uh, also, um, deep faith and the, the need for deep faith. I am pleased by the deep faith you have. And you reflect that deep faith is Hoping, trusting, and believing, despite all the circumstances life throws at you. How did St. <coughs> Faustina grow in faith? She said, I fervently beg the Lord to strengthen my faith so that in my drab, everyday life, I will not be guided by human dispositions, but by those of the Spirit. Oh, how everything drags man towards the earth, but lively faith maintains the soul in the higher regions, and assigns self-love its proper place, that is to say, the lowest one. And she also uh, uh, reflects, you reflect on the words that uh, are in her diary, if someone causes you trouble, think what good you can do for the person who caused you to suffer. And it's a lesson about overcoming evil with good and the present evil, even in our own life, with the goodness of so many people trying to feed those who are hungry and those who are are suffering in many ways. And your reflection is Jesus desires that we live in peace. Jesus encouraged Faustina to do good to those who caused her to suffer. Christ told her she should not be concerned with the actions of others, but instead she should be a reflection of his love and mercy. Faustina wasn't so sure about this and said that people take advantage of her goodness. Jesus lovingly answered her, quote, that is no concern of yours. As for you, be always merciful toward other people, 
and especially toward sinners, close quote. Jesus doesn't want us to worry about getting even with those who cause us trouble. Rather, he wants to teach us how to be a reflection of his loving kindness. Quote from Romans, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's certainly in the present pandemic. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, there, there's this, say, as I said before, the, the connection between, well, actually all the operations that our, that our lady, you know, has a, graces with her, with her appearance, Bonobo, Rang, Fatima, uh, Lourdes, you know, what does she come with? She comes to help her save souls. She comes to tell us to uh, pray, persevere, offer sacrifices. And um, this is one of my favorite quotes. And, you know, I may, you would think that Sister Lucia was talking to Faustina because the similarities were unbelievable. But um, Lucia elaborates and said, uh, endure, it's the same thing, endure uncomplainingly whatever little annoyances we may encounter on our path. Sometimes it may be disagreeable, irritating, or an unpleasant word. It may be a misunderstanding, a reproof, a rejection, or an act of ingratitude. It's necessary to know how to endure all things, offering our sacrifice to God and letting things drop as if we were deaf, dumb, and blind. Repay those with a smile, a kind deed, a favor, forgiving and loving, with our eyes, as, as she said, fixed on God. The fruit of our sacrifices is so that we may see better, speak with greater certainty, and hear the voice of God. What I want to do is give you an opportunity to speak about your uh, devotion to uh, the poor souls also. November 2nd, All Souls Day, uh, they need you. The Lord said to me, enter into purgatory often because they need you there. And your reflection is, the souls in purgatory, the masterpiece of God's mercy, have already learned a truly invaluable lesson. How interdependent we all are upon one another. Think of that in the, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. How in, interdependent we all are upon one another. God in his wisdom has set things up this way, that those who are seeking their final purification will ultimately achieve it through the prayerful intercession of others. Just as we help one another on this earth, it is of utmost utmost importance to enter into purgatory for those who desperately need the offering of our masses. They need no longer earn any merit on their own. They are helpless. They are entirely dependent on our prayers, but they can intercede for us while they are in purgatory, making it a win-win situation. Boy, I sure got it all crammed in there, Father. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. I, yeah, well, you, you, that that says it all. Um, they're helpless. They rely on us. Uh, uh, he he gives us. Our Lord says, you know, they need us. He's given us the power and privilege uh, to relieve and release them. And the the most powerful ways to do that. Number one, foremost, um, the highest act of worship, the highest form of prayer, the summit of our faith is the Mass. Now, we're not able to go to Mass, but you can uh, attend, you can watch Masses. Everyone's live streaming Masses. 
you know, multiple masses around the clock, um, and you can offer, we've been given the grace of an indulgence at this time, so you can even gain the indulgence to offer uh, for the souls in purgatory. So the mass, put, put them in your will. Um, I talk about this on EWTN, Father. Uh, the Pious Union of St. Joseph is a shrine uh, dedicated to the dying. Joseph, you go to Joseph. Um, he is the, you know, the terror of demons. He's the patron of the dying. Um, and I encourage everyone to put Gregorian masses in your will. Uh, the Pious Union is a wonderful organization that helps, uh, you know, missionary priests to have mass stipends to be able to offer these special masses. There are 30 masses in a row for one deceased soul, not a family, not, a, not somebody that's alive. It's a deceased soul, um, and it was popularized by Pope St. Gregory. He, he popularized Gregorian masses uh, when he had offered masses for one of the monks in his monastery. The monk appeared after 30 days and said he was released from purgatory. Does that guarantee that after 30 masses are offered for a soul that he's, um, that he's freed from purgatory? The church doesn't come out to say that. They just say they point to the power and the efficacy of the mass. So put those in your will. Have masses offered now for the grace of a happy death for your families. You know, are you prepared? That's the whole thing that, you know, this is a wake-up call. Do you go to confession once a month? Do you have masses said for your family and loved ones? Uh, are you in the state of grace? Teach the children. Bring them to the cemeteries. Uh, teach them how to pray the eternal rest prayer. So the Mass, alongside the Mass, is the Rosary, the most powerful Marian prayer on earth. Why the Rosary? Because of the indulgences that are attached to it that help the souls. Um, uh, and then the Chaplet is also very powerful. The Way of the Cross for the souls uh, in Purgatory. You can do the stations at home. You don't have to go from station to station. John Paul did the stations every Friday. It was one of his favorite devotions. It's one of the most favorite devotions of uh, Faustina. Why are they important? Again, because of the indulgences that are attached. Those are the pillars of, of helping the souls in Purgatory. Adoration. Again, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not able to, here in Chicago, we're not able to go to uh, any church for anything. It's really difficult. But, you know, um, you could spiritually adore. We did a great, and that's in the book too, but we did a special book on adoration with Faustina. And spiritual adoration goes way back to the times of, you know, monks would, would choose their cells that would face the tabernacle and spiritually adore from their room. There's a story, Father, and you may have even heard this, a Bishop Walsh. He was one of the founders of the, of the Marinoles, and he was, in, he was a captive in China, and um, uh, uh, Nixon would not go to China unless they released him. So they released uh, this, this bishop, and this priest friend of mine was a friend of his, and he told him that they would sneak in little vials of, of wine for him for, to offer Mass and, in his cell. So he would do it, you know, secretly in his cell. And then he told my priest friend that afterward he would face Hong Kong, which was 600 miles away, and he said that he would spiritually adore because he knew that the churches were open and the tabernacle was there and Jesus was present. So he would spiritually adore. You could do spiritual adoration in your room, um, in you know, in your in your uh, on your sofa. You could you could do it in the car. Um, so spiritual adoration is is nothing new, and that and too also helps the souls in purgatory. And um, 
on August 20th, um, the quote is, as I was conversing with a hidden God, he gave me to see and understand that I should not be reflecting so much and building up fear of the difficulties which I might encounter. Know that I am with you. I bring about the difficulties and I overcome them. Love, living takes you right. This is your reflection. Living life takes courage. In the face of life's difficulties and challenges, you shouldn't fear. Do the thing that's right or hard, regardless of the cost. God's with you at every step. When Padre Pio was having troubles, he said, quote, I do not know what will happen to me. I only know one thing for certain, that the Lord will never fall short of his promises, close quote. When, you, when you're put to the test, all eyes are on you. An old saying puts it this way, people are like tea bags. <laughs> you don't know what's in them until you put them in hot water. It's true. Life's <laughs> difficulties build character. When afraid, take courage in Christ and remember his consoling words. Know that I am with you. When difficulties arise, know that God's got a purpose behind your problems. Our guest this evening has been Susan Tassone. We've been talking about her book, latest book, Jesus Speaks to Faustina and you. Susan, I hope the, the water damage hasn't been too bad. Father, the, the rain stopped. I don't know what you did, but it's been raining nonstop for hours, and it, it literally stopped. So uh, I'm just, just thank you. <laughs> thank you for, for being at the other end. You did something. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. We're good here. Good. Thank you. Thank you so very much for being with us and for writing this book. Thank you, Father. It's 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 an honor, and um, let's all pray for each other. Let's pray the chaplet. Uh, let's go to confession when when the doors are open. And remember, as you said, don't be afraid that he 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 uh, came down from heaven out of love for us, and he lived for us, and he died for us, and he created the heavens for us. So so we'll see you in heaven, Father. All right. Thank you. I hope it's before then, but nevertheless. <laughs> okay. Thank you, God Thank bless you. you. Bless you too. Bye now. And um, let me um, read the uh, the reflection for today, uh, May seventeenth. Strive for a life of recollection, so that you can hear my voice, which is so soft that only recollected souls can hear it. And then the reflection. God calls his children to a mysterious encounter with himself. He invites us, but we must reciprocate. Keeping a spirit of recollection first requires a spirit of self-control over the tongue. St. Faustina remarked that the, quote, tongue is a small member, but it does big things. She said that in order to hear the voice of God, one has to have silence in one's soul and to keep silence, not a gloomy silence, but an interior silence. That is to say, recollection 
in God. Without that silence of mind and heart, a prayerful spirit cannot be formed. For the Spirit of God to act in the soul, peace and recollection are needed. And so, uh, again, this becomes an opportunity for us. Um, in some senses, we are busier. Some of us are much busier. Some of us aren't quite as bu as busy. And so we hopefully, no matter which way we are, busy or not so busy, uh, find time to listen to God, um, to use the tongue in the proper way, almost silently sometimes in terms of, 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 of a voice uh, so that um, we can speak to God softly and God can speak back softly to us. And so sometimes, as Faustina says, we need silence in our souls. And uh, it has to be not a gloomy silence, but an interior silence. And that is to say that we really want to have to be with God, to listen to him and also to speak with him. Don't forget then how precious life is and how powerful love is. Tell someone now that you love him or her. Pray for peace as if it depended on you alone. And come back next Sunday and amplify with us.